Welcome to the Next Level Brands Podcast, where we share stories about the food and CPG world with experts in the trenches about how to build a successful brand today. Now, your host, G. Stephen Clear. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us here on the Next Level Brands Podcast. We're brought to you today by Kitchen to Shelf, the educational arm of Next Level Brands and providers of online and in-person courses and workshops for CPG entrepreneurs at any stage of growth. If you're selling on a regional basis at farmer's markets or maybe just online, and you'd like to expand your retail distribution, you should look into the courses and webinars from Kitchen to Shelf. That's Kitchen to Shelf. They can help you learn what you need to know to grow. KitchenToShelf.com. That's Kitchen, the number two, Shelf.com. This is Steve Clear, and I want to welcome today Rob Keenan, who's the Chief Marketing Officer of Boxed Water is Better. BWIB is the first national company to offer sustainable alternative to plastic water bottles, and Rob is charged with expanding Boxed Water's core message and empowering consumers to make a statement that sustainability matters. In his role at Boxed Water, Rob leads the brand's trial and awareness efforts, digital opportunities, retail experiences, and in prior leadership roles, Rob has built lifestyle brands for companies in both food, apparel, and Footwear. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Steve. It's great to be here. So, so I, I, I would like to really start with, I, I want to get a little bit into your background and stuff, but be, before we go in, I just want to, okay, if we're not in plastic, what are we in and how does the science of that work with Vox? Okay, perfect. That's, well, I'm, let's start. Yeah, let's start at the beginning. I love that. Um, it's funny. So boxed water is better has been around for about 10 years, uh, even though I think every year we say this is year one, uh, because really only in the last three years has the idea of plastic pollution become part of the social consciousness. So the first seven years for us has really been education and awareness. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've sat with people in field marketing events, normal consumers like you and me, because I, I call us plastic blind where they would say, well, what's wrong with recycling? I, I, what's wrong with plastic? I recycle. And, and only now are people starting to realize that plastic is made from oil. 69 billion bottles are made every year. That's more than a million, a million a minute are being made. And nine out of 10 of them are not being recycled. They end up in a landfill or unfortunately in, a, um, in, in the ocean. Uh, and it takes 700 years to break down. So at the end of the day, it takes you about 10, 15 minutes to drink a bottle of water, but that bottle of water will last for the next 700 years. Around, around the office, we joke about the fact that if Christopher Columbus was drinking water out of, a, out of a bottle and threw it overboard, it would just be breaking down right now. So, I mean, it's, I mean you think about it that way, it's crazy. Um, and so 10 years ago, this young kid, a great entrepreneur, he's still involved in the company, uh, Ben Gott, and then his partner, uh, Darren Kuypers, who's now the CEO, um, they were going to a lot of um, Lollapaloozas and they saw plastic everywhere. And they said, there's gotta be a wetter, better way. And in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is where we're from, there's a lot of farms and there's a lot of milk producers and they, we put two, right. two together and put it in a cart. Um, so fast forward now, and we're now one of the largest, uh, uh, sustainable alternatives of plastic water bottles. Everyone's aware of how bad plastic is, which is great. Um, big soda is coming out with a lot more aluminum messaging, but aluminum is just as bad. And when people ask that we've, we've started to shift our focus to the front end 
because back to the conversations I had with the field marketing at the at some of these events, people are just, don't even realize that plastic is being made from oil. So if you think at the front end, right. um, oil is not a renewable surface. We uh, we cannot produce more oil. We can only suck it from the earth. And aluminum again is not a renewable resource. We're 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 strip mining uh, um, and we're we're clear cutting forests and strip mining. Um, bauxite to make aluminum, the creation and the extraction of that is tremendously detrimental on our on our planet. Whereas with with the boxed water, it's made from trees, and we can always replant more trees. Right. Does that, and we, does that and, make and sense? We do. Yeah. So so Rob, all right, and and that makes makes a lot of sense. Um, let's back up, but let's talk now about your journey. How did you get to box water? What were you doing before? Yeah, no, I've uh, uh, I've been around a long time, and so when you when you unfortunately when you've been around for thirty or forty years, all of a sudden that means you have a lot of experience. Um, I started out with in in major brands like Land Lakes, consumer packaged goods, um, where I received a lot of training on kind of the antiseptic way of of marketing. The, the textbook way. Yep. Um, and then I jumped shipped and went to rollerblade, which was an incredible uh, roller coaster ride. Uh, we were more popular than bicycles at one time back in the eighties and nineties. Um, and then, and then I was lucky enough to fall into um, footwear with Timberland and then Wolverine worldwide and, and UGG um, and just incredible quality brands where we were building relationships with consumers with iconic products. Um, and basically after about 30 years of doing, of doing that and, and, you know, building a business and, and feeling really great about some of these brands, um, I decided that it was time to kind of switch gears and see what I can do to help, help the environment or basically find something that was, would do both profit and purpose. And luckily the guys in Grand Rapids, um, I had made a number of friends because that's where, that's where, uh, Boxwater is and that's where Wolverine Worldwide is. Um, and they said, you know, we, we need somebody to tell our story. Um, we've been doing this for 10 years and we're not making the kind of headway we want to make. Can you come over and help us out? And of course, uh, an incredible mission, a, an inc- incredible story that was just being, um, I, I, I guess I would say uh, it wasn't being made consumer friendly. They hadn't made the bridge from, from our consumers to the product and really simplifying the message to make sure that uh, a consumer who's, you know, running into Whole Foods has got a laundry list from diapers to to, to soda pop to to tonight's dinner. They don't have time to be, uh, ber- you know, have a, a ton of messages. So how do we simplify this message to make it as easy and impactful for the consumer? And that's your mission. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. So all right, I'll switch back again to the product, which is um, theoretically – of course, I don't want to be using plastic bottles, and I understand those things. And, and different levels, people at different levels of education regarding the oil and all of that. Um, but it seems just like, okay, great, yeah, I'm going to have it in a carton, just like I get milk or whatever. Is there a cost challenge to doing it in a carton rather than in a plastic? How, how does that all work out, and is that changeable with scale? So. Yes and yes. That's a great question. Um, number one, estimating that not knowing their numbers, with 
plastic is around because it's really cheap and it's really durable. Uh, the problem is, is for the planet, it's really cheap and it's really durable. So it doesn't takes a long time to break down. Um, I would estimate based on our, our factors that it costs about five times more. Our hard costs are 500% more than a plastic bottle. Yeah. Um, so just rough numbers. If, if, if a Dasani bottle costs three cents, we probably cost up to 20, 25 cents. Um, that will go away in scale. But the important thing that I always point out to people, because we are priced at the high end for the premium product. Um, we have artificially reduced our costs to make sure that we are priced around or below a bottle of Fiji or a bottle of Voss. Um, there's a good, okay. better, best with higher end. Right. Yep. But, we're, but, but Nestle is always going to be super cheap and we're never going to, we're, we're never going to compete with them in the foreseeable future until we get to be as big as, 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 as some of those groups. But our product costs, like I said, about five times or more than some of these bigger bottle companies. And yet we're trying to keep our retail price uh, as low as possible to encourage people to, to make the choice with as little pain as possible. Right. In, in terms of marketing a product like box water is better. Did you guys look at, you know, we always we pick on our target audience, right? Yeah. And our target audience, again, because a lot of this was born out of the guys attending Lollapalooza or whatever, yeah. is millennials and whatever. Do you try to work that education and put that education in front of those people because they will respond better? Or are we looking across the board at going, hey, if, if, if you know, uh, or, do we just let those people go because we know we're not going to be able to educate them. It's too late for that. We got to start down here. How, how do you approach breaking up your target audience? It, it's a great question. And it literally is the, well, the number two thing that we did after number one thing was simplify the message. So we're not talking to everybody like a PhD. Number two was find out who our consumer was, is, and will be. Uh, water is, is hard because everybody drinks water in some fashion. Um, but we did some due diligence to do market research to find out who could we relate to, who is interested in us, and who's not interested in us. Uh, I'll give you a good example. We were marketing, focusing our market, marketing to what I would call the dark green people, dark green consumers, right. um, who are you know, knee deep in, in making sacrifices to save the planet. And we, we applaud them. Uh, but frankly, that's why our name is Boxed Water is Better. They would come back and say, you're still not good enough. I want to use a refillable glass, which we totally agree. That's why I, I always say humbly, Boxed Water is better, but refillable is the best. And, and until 69 billion bottles are not being made anymore, you can consider us a bridge product. But when you're out and about and on the go, and don't have a lot of time, just reach for a box instead of reaching for a plastic or a can. So we had to, we, what we did was we looked at our, um, as much information using our direct email and using our website. So you can find us on boxwaterisbetter.com and or Amazon. Um, and we also use Google to, to do some research to find out who is more apt to be what I call light green people who have a busy day, have a lot on their plate, but really want to make one small difference in order to help the world. If, if given it, if, if made easy, they will, they will choose a green. And frankly, what was beautiful for me as an old guy and gives me hope 
is that frankly, under the age of 45, majority of people, over 50% over of the people are light green. They are looking for sustainable products and that is one of the key factors in their decision-making group. The other key about knowing these facts is that we were able then to go to our wholesale base and say, I know plastic is a big deal for you and you sell a lot of it, but you need to start carving out. So we were selling with information. You need to carve out some shelf space because the up and coming millennials are going to be buying, are going to be looking for sustainable products. And right. so it was effective in both getting in, in understanding what our message was to the consumer as well as understanding our message to the retailer to build more shelf space. Yeah, within within NOSH, natural, organic, and specialty, whatever, we, we have what we call the true believers, right? Yeah. And the true, true believers are we've got to make sure we've got that base covered. They're going to read every label they're going to read. But there is, in the, in the organic, natural sense, a lighter green or right. a uh, concern. They're, they're concerned. And maybe it's because right. they have children. Maybe it's because they're a little bit more educated, whatever. But they're, they're conscious that the decisions they're making about purchasing are affecting the world in some way. They're not ready to wholesale change everything they're doing, but um, but they're going to make some decisions. And boxed water is better is a fairly easy decision for them to make. In, in exactly, that exactly. And, I always I liken it to like smoking. You know, we've known that smoking is bad for the last fifty years, right. but there's still some people that are that are going to be smoking, um, which is which is their choice. Um, in that, in that mind frame, there's always going to, I think there's always going to be people who are buying, there's going to be a percentage of people who are buying plastic. Our goal is to try to get those people in the middle to, to know that they have a choice and say, you know, there is a sustainable alternative. And we think we can, that group will get bigger and bigger as the years go on and they see the effects of plastic on our, on our planet. So that's the consumer side. Um, on the trade side, Okay, I'm 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 Meyer. I got 12 feet of water in every store, stacked high. I got pallets sitting outside. How do you convince the buyers and the category managers that hey, these people are going to look for a sustainable product and, and purchase it? No, it's a, yes. We've had multiple conversations over the years, and frankly, it's funny because we're in selected targets, we're in selected Meyers, uh, we're in a ton of CVSs. Um, and so, and so we're getting great distribution and we're in, we're in regional whole, whole foods. Um, and frankly, it's, it, it gets to be kind of black and white. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had where there are certain individuals that are just looking at a spreadsheet and they're saying, I don't see it. My plastic business is up. Uh, and we're like, that's cool. We, we show them the data that the, the consumer data, um, and we show them, um, um, that, that they're going to be margin wise, they're going to make less money from us. Um, we try to create more enticing stories for them. So right now, one of the things that we have, we've been doing for, for the last five years is we plant two trees every time a consumer posts. So if you post a picture completely for free, we were inspired by Tom's, which I'm sure you're familiar yes. with Tom's yep. shoe company. Yep. If you buy a pair of Tom's shoes, they'll donate a pair of Tom's shoes. Um, to children in need in, in, in underprivileged countries. Right. We, our distribution wasn't big enough, enough and we, we didn't have enough uh, uh, people to be able to buy, but we were at a lot of events. And so we switched to saying completely for free, you take a picture, you go on our website, and we will, um, or you go on hashtag um, better planet. At the end of every month, we count out how many pictures of our boxes we have. 
And then lo and behold, we will work with the National Forest Foundation to plant trees. That's the kind of promotion that you can go to a wholesaler and say, we're doing this. And by the way, we can supercharge it with you. Let's say CVS. Sure. Um, if, if you do hashtag CVS and Better Planet, we could talk about planting more trees. We did something with um, Rag and Bone where we planted five trees for every time we saw something with them. Um, so you start customizing to, to, to separate yourself, not only with the product itself, but also with the community you're building. And that's where it's funny, you said we'll switch to trade, but trade and consumer are completely linked and you need to, right. you need to have one, both to, to pull it. Um, based on this, we've, we've planted a million trees. We also have you know, over 150,000 followers on social media, so, which is another proof point to take to your wholesaler and say, there's a strong demand here and look at, the kind of, look at the kind of open rates, look at the kind of feed. We've got a loyal consumer that we can bring to your store uh, if, you, if you stock us. And then at the end of the day, you get um, what I like to think is you know, visionary buyers who look forward and say, you know what? Even though I have you know, three shelves, I need to carve out some room. So a Whole Foods or a CVS will say, yeah, I want this younger consumer to come in my doors. So I'm gonna give you a chance and I'm gonna test it. And the beautiful thing is, uh, is every test we have, we're knocking it out of the park. So we're, we're, we're making believers as we go. And you, you mentioned Amazon as well. So the direct to consumer, how, how are things on Amazon and how does that are you selling by the case? Are you selling by the, how are, how are you doing that? Everybody come online to, to Amazon and uh, just search box water and we come right up. Uh, we're available with multiple sizes. It is quickly becoming one of, one of our largest accounts. Um, and it goes back to the consumer wants this product delivered right to their door. And Amazon, I think has about a hundred million people and, yeah. and growing exponentially. Um, so you can't afford not to be in Amazon, and, it, and it's great. Um, um, at the same time, you can also buy on our, on our website. Um, and what's interesting is that both are growing at equal rates, uh, Amazon and our website. And what we found is that there's different consumers. There's consumers who want to know more about plastic pollution and latest innovations. We just came out with a new plant-based cap. So there's people that want to be part of our direct mail or hey, we're gonna do a virtual tree planting, come on along, or we're gonna clean an ocean this week. And then there's other, other groups that are strictly transactional and they wanna add our product to a cart. But you can buy, we've got one liter sizes, eight, eight ounce sizes, 16 ounce sizes, and all kinds of configurations from, from 24 packs down to 12 packs. Um, and we even have a six pack if you go on our, our web store. Um, and what I love about it is like the little eight ounces, I call them our little baby bottles. Yeah. And so many weddings and event planners are buying it because our box is very sophisticated and very clean and it stands out. And I like to say that we're like Fiji without the guilt. We've got this, <laughs> we've got this beautiful premium brand um, that makes your, makes your weddings look fantastic and you don't have to feel guilty about what you're doing with the planet. Um, which brings up a great a, a great question and that is from a manufacturing standpoint um so i've been in a dairy plant i mean mm -hmm. i've seen carton so how how does this work is it much different is it similar how does it work yeah totally total full transparency and again go online and, and you can see the breakdown of our box 
because our box is not a milk bottle, a, a milk carton. It's what's called an aseptic carton. Okay. And an aseptic carton is shelf stable, which means that it, it isn't in the dairy case. It's not refrigerated. Right. When you, when you go and buy your soup stock or your juice boxes or our water, those are all in what's called aseptic cartons, which I'm sure you, you and your viewers probably, probably yep. already know, but not everybody knows. Um, and so there are multiple layers of, there's a flavor barrier that's required by the FDA. Um, so we have a, a thin layer of poly, which is actually made from, um, it's made from now tree, the waste of tree pulp. So plastic, and, plastic is made from oil. And you can either get that oil from petroleum, which you dig out of the earth, or you can get it from any organic substance like plants or trees or sugarcane a lot of people know about. We've been working with our supplier over the last five years to find an alternative to petroleum-based caps that aren't sugarcane, because sugarcane uses a tremendous amount of carbon resources to create. And what we've been able to find is a tree-based uh, oil that we use to make our plastic caps and to make the film that goes over our box. Um, and so it's a new innovation from this, this year. This is all waste from when people make paper products. There's a ton, tons of tree pulp that's left over that they've now been able to figure a way to get oil out of and make plastic caps. Wow. So, so again, more information that you need. Now I'm going down the PhD level. But right. our, so our boxes are different than milk cartons. Um, they have a layer of that, and then there's a, a thin layer of mylar. Um, but none of this needs to be blow molded or smelted in order to create. So even though it, it has some of these materials that are still 100% recyclable, um, they're still not, uh, we're still better than a bottle or a can. So at the end of the day, you'll see that we're 92% renewable, which means 92% of our product comes from something that can be regrown or rebuilt from the earth. Um, that 8% is the non-renewable product, which again is why we're better, we're not the best. So Rob, I, I, uh, I do some work with a great, a great eco-friendly company called ecolunchboxes.com, which is basically a, a metal and silicone replacement for plastic bags. That's cool and doing doing very well high quality product great people along comes the pandemic mm. and all of a sudden for two months the bottom falls out yeah. uh did you guys experiencing any any of that with you know people just going uh oh i need to forget it single you uh, touch it once i'm done i'm out of here yeah yeah um yeah it's been boy it's been tough on everybody uh for sure um, we were going great. Well, so there's four layers to this conversation. We were going great guns. Um, our business was getting picked up by uh, colleges, universities, hotels, oh, corporate, right. corporate offices. Food service. So that was a big chunk of business that just shut down, yep, which yep. is understandably, right? And so yep. God bless them because of what they're going through, but and it, and it definitely hurt us. Um, and then you layer onto what you just said. On top of that, you know, rightfully so, health concerns have taken to planetary concerns or environmental concerns. Yep. So there's part of that. What we're seeing, though, it's interesting is that as, as it's now flipping back to how do we be, people are recognizing us, and you, you see it on, online all the time, 
the amount of plastic pollution of, from the masks themselves, and people are going to hotels and there's safe water, but it's in plastic. And you, we're seeing a big backlash to, oh my goodness, now look what has happened. Right. Now rifling through more plastic than ever. So we've, we've, we've managed to, we're getting a lot of calls from a lot of studios um, and we're managing our message to, to, to shift to more the fact that we are safe we are, we are secured, we are sealed product. Um, we are refillable, but, but a, lot of, a lot of restaurants and a lot of like yoga studios are coming to us saying, we're gonna do outdoor events. We can't have refillable out there. So right. water. And so we're talking about the fact that we're safe and sustainable now, and that's starting to bubble up, but only really in the last few, in the last few weeks where we're starting to get a read on that. So, and obviously, you can't share proprietary things, but how are you guys looking at what's going to be the new normal? So like, what does Q4 look like, but more important, 2021, 2022, how do you think that's going to play out in, in terms of consumer packaged goods in, in box water? Well, I'll, I'll start with the obvious. None of us know at all, anything. Um, I mean, day to day, week to week, we've, we re-looked at our forecasts every week and we laugh about what, what the heck were we thinking? <laughs> um, but so, but I'm the eternal, I'm the eternal optimist. So I believe that um, humans always want to return to what is, what is most as normal as can be. And I always look back and when I talk to my team, you know, after nine 11, there was a new normal, right. And, and, and but it wasn't, it was it was a, a a speed bump. We have to go through metal detectors now, and there's a, a lot of other things. But by and large, the society returned and, and adjusted and adapt. Right. I think that our new normal is going to be it look more like the old normal than we really think. There will be more concerns about safety and cleanliness, um, but people are going to want to go out to restaurants. They're going to want to travel. They're going to want they're going to want to um, socialize. We're social animals. And the one little, little green shoot that we saw along the way is um, in June, the end of June, when the state started opening up, we saw a big lift in our, in our uh, e-commerce business and frankly, our di distribution business because right away people were starting to open up again. And then right. obviously everything shut down. So I think, I think as soon as we're through this tunnel, our, we're gonna return to a much more normal than we think it's going to be. Um, and I also think that, uh, that we'll all, every, every industry will rebound, but there's going to be tweaks that need to be done. Um, and I, frankly, I also think that even now people are realizing no matter what happens, you know, we've got to help this planet um, because uh, more than ever, we've seen what, what we can do, what we have done, and what stopping um, our consumption has done to help the earth. It's, yeah, it's fragile. And yeah. now, now we know even more better how much more fragile it, it actually can be. Yeah. Um, what, in terms of uh, distribution and, and stuff, um, are you guys looking at particular, at the retail level, at particular accounts you want to be in, um, where you think that shopper is? Are you looking to go more mass in terms of like a Target or a, a maybe even a Walmart. How are you structuring that from a distribution standpoint? We are um, basically looking to see how can we get to the consumer wherever, 
wherever they are. Um, so we've got a strong FSOP effort that go, that's been going on because we started basically in a lot of the coffee houses and the boutique hotels 10 years ago, because that's where, right. I like to call it, that's where the cultural creatives are who are thinking this way. Right. Um, we are very design oriented. So throughout New York, especially in specific uh, boroughs, you know, we're extraordinarily popular. So we're going to continue to nurture on a geographic sense, especially with the more um, boutique and, and upper end individuals who are, who, who are looking and I think seem high minded towards this. The next level from a grocery standpoint is making sure that we are, we're in where our consumer is. There's, there is definitely, and you know this, there's, there's retailers who focus strictly on price and, and the consumers go there because of that. Yep. And then there's, then there's like the natural food groups that where you, you, you are going there because you want something a little more natural and something you have that as a consumer in mind. Yep. So that's our, that's where we, that's really where our strong suit is. We're not trying to push a rope. Um, frankly, we tried to push a rope for the first five years with a lot of giant grocery stores who were like, don't, don't see it, don't want it, and that's fine. Um, the focus for us is to basically build a demand so that eventually it trickles down and, and they say, wow, some of the people are demanding this, um, which, which, is, which they are. So we've got, we, we've got a lot of uh, boots on the ground um, in, in the brick and mortar world, um, looking primarily at FSOP, but also the little mom and pop shops up and down the street that, that wanna have something that's differentiated. Right. Yeah. Because you, you stand out. And so that's, you know, yeah. that, that helps them, helps them as well. I think yeah. there's um, probably, again, getting, getting at the bottom of some analytics that one can get now through Amazon that it used to be for an emerging or smaller brand, you didn't have a million dollar Nielsen contract. So you weren't going to get that information anyway, yeah. that you now can go into Amazon and just pick it up. I mean, it's just there. Um, that there are a lot of there are a lot of people who are more concerned about you know better for you products and impact on the earth products and whatever else. And they're all over the place. They're not just on both coasts. There's still higher development of probably or per capita on the coasts, yeah. but there's also people in Des Moines who are yeah. ordering you know high end Nosh type products, whatever from Amazon and. Um, I, I don't know, but I'm assuming that there will be part of that uptick that we saw on Amazon, on e-commerce during the pandemic is not going to go away because A, those people can't buy the product at their local retailer, wherever it is, right. or B, they've been doing it for six to eight weeks. It's now a habit. Right. Right. This is where I, this is where I get this. Yeah. Well, and, and when you think about it, like Amazon, uh, the, the geniuses they are, is that um, you already have your cart. And so you can just pick things from everywhere as opposed to going to a, a website or going to a store where you have all that effort. You, you already have your, your cart that started. They've made it so easy. Yeah. That, and, and then you get the reorder going and all of a sudden there's just a case in front of your door, especially if you live in apartments. Like I, I, live, I, I couldn't even conceive of having it delivered to my door, but it's become one of the biggest businesses we have because when you think about it, who wants to lug a case of water up five flights of stairs or even up in, a, in an elevator? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and, yeah. And, I, and to your point, I'm, I'm in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, um, and we were just visiting with the Paps Theater, and they're carrying us because even here, uh, they, it's everywhere. Everyone is aware of what's going on and how to change it. 
The beautiful thing about our tree planting is that we've done specific you post we plants with the Paps Theater, and we're actually planting trees in some uh -huh. of the national forests here in Wisconsin. So you can kind of localize it and say, let's 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 help the home team, let's help the Wisconsin forests, yeah. um, and we can plant some trees. So it's the exciting thing about that is that it really empowers people to make a difference, even even through the purchase of their water. And I can't tell you how many like I go through and look at the at the at the at the Better Planet. Um, website and and it just blows me away how many parents are teaching their kids about sustainability through this product uh, how many schools have done it to say hey this let's let's learn about the national forest and by the way while we're doing it let's plant some trees right and that's that's pre-covid yeah. but it's a beautiful to see the creativity that 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 and the empowerment that the community has had um, based on a simple thing of hey let's let's post some pictures and, and plant some trees and um, Rob, I, water, you guys got down. Are you looking yep. at other liquids, other types of things down the road? We, the we, we, definitely, we definitely are, Steve. Um, we, to be honest, we have been laser focused on making sure that we have pure water. We have actually, we have a proprietary purification system. Um, we've won awards for our taste. And the two questions we always get is, when are you going to expand your product line? Because, you know, you guys do, you have to have a great product. Um, and the second one is, when are you going to go international? And outside of Canada, we're not, we're not that international. And the both answers are, we want to go narrow and deep until we started to really make, a, make an impact before we started to change. And I can, I'm, I'm happy to say that, that this year, we finally feel comfortable that there's enough of a, of a momentum around this to add certain flavors, to add certain products, as well as to, to build outside the United States as well. Yeah, so it's exciting. And then maybe that's a piece of advice for, for, um, uh, for entrepreneurs is that I mean, we're 10 years into this thing and we're just starting to expand it. Um, you can chase a lot of rabbit holes. You can go finding your priorities and what's gonna make the biggest bang for your buck and what's gonna maximize your time is the, one of the most important things because you can get distracted. So every opportunity seems like an opportunity and you really have to pick, pick the ones that are going to be um, the, 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 high, the highest impact and the most likely to actually land. Right. Um, we always make a joke around the office that um, um, if, if we're approached by a, an account or we're approached by a, a partner who wants to, wants to work with us, we're like, well, he's not Mr. Right, but he is Mr. Right now. So let's go with them. <laughs> And, and, and let's take the bird in the hand. And so that's something that we've, we've learned, like we're going after, we want to partner with this brand, but I'd rather have a brand that wants to spend time with me and partner with me right now than, than someone that I'm pursuing in the long run. Right, right. That's great. That's actually, that's very good. Uh, good advice, good counsel. I do that. And then, uh, that, that lets you off the hook for your, for your last word of advice thing too, if you want. So <laughs> you, thank we, you. we can, uh, we, we can print that and uh, we can, you can it. massage it and put it through. No problem. Can do are that. you seeing, are you talking to a lot of people about um, sustainability? Are you seeing that you mentioned the lunch box brand? Are yeah, you seeing so, that as a major um, um, trend? Let's say that as, yeah, as trend up to, up to the pandemic, um, yeah. there was a lot more of a spotlight. There was, you know, some interest in, in certain uh, retail quarters that there had not been before um, because there's a lot more publicity about, you know, plastic in the ocean and all those things that, that, are, that are happening. And I think educationally with children, children are influencing parents in those decisions. 
So they're aware of it. Mom, don't buy that kind of thing. And it's like, okay, whatever it's, you know, and, 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 and again, somewhat of an easier decision to make, um, you know, but it is a, it is a sea change because it's not the, it's not the immediate thing we think about. It is, again, if it's box water, it's still that damn little plastic thing sitting there or whatever. Or if it's, I'm going to, I got to, I got to put my kid's sandwich in something. I'm going to put it in a Ziploc, right? And I don't have time. A lot of it is I don't have time. I've got a, I've got a list of things to do today. Change that mentality. But your guy's tactic, exactly the tactic, which is there was hardcore people who were simply going to give up plastic usage. I'm going to cut it out for my life. Fine. We got to have those. But the light green or the people who want to do something, mm-hmm. what can I do? Well, I can stop using little plastic bags every day for my kids' lunches because I don't need to. Right. And, and I don't have to worry about, you know, is the plastic leaching out into the bread or whatever, the, you know, whatever the, the, all the scary stuff is. So I think that's going to be there. But the, but the hope is that the concern for personal safety, personal health, the ramifications of a pandemic leads people to think about a purchase maybe just a little bit more than they would have pre-pandemic. I think they're certainly gonna be reading labels a lot more, Um, you know, that kind of thing. So I think that is in fact, even though there's a little bit of a burp with, you know, single-use plastic stuff during the pandemic, I think when that comes back, I think we'll be in a better place. Yeah, I totally agree. Let's hope. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then then as you look at target audience, um, I see a lot of, you know, stuff with millennials um, and Gen Zers and whatever that they just, they don't have that. They're not having plastic in the house. Right. Right. There's a lot of them that are, you know, they're like, they're like vegans. They're like, oh my God, this is, you know, no. And, what, and, and that's a trend. It's, 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 yeah, it's not a trend anymore with research. If you're under the age of 50, this is, this is not a trend for them. And what's funny actually is a lot of buyers. So I'm in my fifties and I, I talk to the 50 year old buyers who aren't, who aren't knee deep in sustainability. And what's funny is they say, well, they, they still think millennials are 18. Right, right. Like, no, you don't. They have kids now. They're thirty-six to four. Yeah. They have their own kids. You don't realize they're your buying public now. Yeah, yeah. So stop thinking of them as about the X Games and start thinking about them. And <laughs> they have more purchasing power than anybody else. Yeah, so there's absolutely. also us old people have to kind of figure it out. But yeah, if you're under the age of forty, um, they they are. I, I had somebody. Um, at Rag and Bone, because we, we, we supply them water, they, they hand out water and they were handing out plastic bottles and the person said, handing a plastic bottle to a, to a millennial now, you literally see them physically go back because it's like handing them a pack of cigarettes. Right, they right. They physically say, don't give that to me. Right. And, and that's just a matter of time. It's just, well, you and I remember when people didn't wear helmets or when you smoked on planes. Right, oh yeah. We, we wore, you know, we didn't wear bike helmets. So it's just a matter of time before it starts to seep in and become just natural. Yeah, and, and you guys are gonna be there, which is great. Mm-hmm. So more, informa- more information, folks, uh, www.boxedwaterisbetter.com. You can find mm-hmm. out. It's also on Amazon and at a few other places. That CBS, Rob Whole Foods. Whole Foods, CBS. You knew that. Get out <laughs> and get some. Rob, hey, thanks for taking the time for being with us today. 
really, Thank really appreciate hearing more about Box Waters Better and a little bit down the road when some more distribution and stuff, we'll do an encore and see how that storytelling is, uh, is working, okay? Let's get together when we hit 2 million trees. I, I like it. I like that idea. It's great. I like okay, that. and thanks to Rob and thanks to all the rest of you for joining us today on the Next Level Podcast. Podcast brought to you today by Kitchen to Shelf, the educational arm of Next Level Brands and providers of courses, workshops, webinars, group, and one-on-one coaching for CPG entrepreneurs at any stage of growth. If you'd like to know more, check out the details at kitchentoshelf.com. That's kitchen, the number two, shelf.com, what you need to know to grow. This is Steve Clear, and we'll see you all next time. Thanks for listening to the Next Level Brands Podcast with G. Stephen Clear. Learn more at next with two X's, levelbrands.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for the Next Level Brands email list or subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode.